We can spend a lot of time and energy focused on what the future has in store. We can also get tripped up looking backwards to the good old days or beating ourselves up with regrets from past mistakes. Both the past and the future do have their importance, and in fact, we'll touch on that here today. But this episode is especially focused on the space between them, the value of today. The present is what we have right now, and the way we think about it can determine what we do with it. We hope you enjoy this episode and find greater value for your today. So without further delay, let's get this thing started. Hi, I'm Melody Hilton. And I'm Joel Hilton. And I'm Katie Stansfield. Today's topic is the value of today. And uh, we can be really future people. We can be people who look at the past, but today is all we've got. Uh, today is the, the the moment that we have to do something with right now. And so that's what we want to talk about today. So who wants to start out the value of today? Well, I think we have to recognize that God exists outside of time. But he created time for us to store, for us to manage, for us to make the most of. And so when we look at today, today is our amazing opportunity that we have to write our story, Mm -hmm. to write today's story. Because I can't write tomorrow's story today, uh, but I can take um, today and say, what do I want today to say about me? Mm -hmm. What do I want today to uh, record what I've done for my God? And just to realize the power that we have today, because uh, today is like a whole new clean slate to write upon, like a whole new chapter in a book. It's like the old one's done and I get to start again. And, And if I can look at today through the grid of an excitement, I probably won't waste it, (laughs) but I'll make the most of that opportunity. Yeah. I truly believe that today is where our power resides. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we can't change the past, but we can start making choices that begin to shape our future. Exactly. And so what are we going to do with today? That's the power or that's the value of today. Mm -hmm. And that's really interesting like i think of cultivation it's like i think of how we were created how we how we were designed and part of our design was that we can cultivate some things in our life mm-hmm. and so that means that we have the power to be an instigator of change within our life yeah mm-hmm. and so what are you going to do yes the past has already happened but what are you going to do about today yeah. Because today is where you got the power. Really, it's our opportunity. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I had missed some opportunities in my life, but if I have an opportunity today, I want to make the most of that opportunity. And sometimes it's learning from the past. Sometimes it's dreaming about the future. But what am I going to do with my opportunity I think that's today? a good question. What is the value of the past? Because like you said, well, obviously we can learn from it, but what are some other reasons why the past is valuable. Well, well I, I wasn't necessarily <laughs> just asking. I, I was that wasn't it. the topic. Oh, it wasn't? All right, well. I mean, we have uh, to it's, think about it's, it. Uh, I'm sorry. I think it's... No, it's, one of the questions was, why do we often go back? Well, I guess, well, I mean, hey, well. Um, I think 
I think we learn a lot from the past. Yeah. The things I've done right, the things I've done wrong, mm -hmm. uh, the things that I could have done better, the things that I wish I would have made taken the most of that opportunity where I let it slide by, whether it was shame or fear or whatever it might be. So really today is my opportunity to really learn from the past, but then also recognize that they can be strategies. So I can do better today and in the future. And one way that I've done that by looking at the past is I've recognized some areas where maybe I have lacked, I didn't understand. So there's something I have to learn today. So mm -hmm. today, what can I learn today to make me better, to help me do better, uh, to be able to prepare me for tomorrow's opportunity? So uh, I actually, I have on my to-do list, learn something new today. Mm -hmm. It might be another scripture. It might be Googling something, but it's one of my to-dos. And sometimes I get in it and I might be there an hour. Sometimes I'm there, I go, okay, that was it. And, and it, it doesn't carry a lot of grace, but I have it on my to-do list because I want to be ever growing. And right now is my opportunity to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the values of the past is milestones. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And this is probably something that we can all relate to is, you know, looking in the mirror, right? If we're talking about diet and exercise, mm -hmm. one thing great about the past is saying, listen, I've hit these markers mm -hmm. and now I can actually see the fruit of what the past. So a lot of times we think of the past as only in a negative sense, but Looking back on the past can be a really beautiful yeah. thing mm -hmm. if you cultivate so, or you you have some milestones of success that you can go back. Actually, yeah. it gives us faith for today. Yeah. Because yeah. when I look back and I see what God has done, it gives me courage today when I'm facing a difficult situation. God, if you did that before, you're going to do it again. I can trust you. And so it, it, it gives us courage for the day. It makes me think about in James where it says, count it all joy when you face various trials and temptations, knowing yeah. that the testing of your faith produces patience. Yeah. Why is patience important? Because as I have a milestone of faith in my past mm -hmm. that God came through, that he... Uh, uh, made a change or he supernaturally intervened, then I can have patience for this moment. I can have patience and stay steadfast mm -hmm. in the moment now, in the midst of the trial, in the midst of the yeah. pain, because I have a history of faith. That is yes. why I have the patience, because there is a history, yes. there is a milestone, there is a cultivation of faith from the past. Yeah. Actually, patience means not being moved or swerved from your deliberate purpose. Mm -hmm. So as we look at the past memorials, it helps me not to be moved from my purpose, God's call in my life, no matter what the circumstances are, I can hold steady to my course. Mm -hmm. So it's really good. Really, our past can help our present, can it? For sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's the value. So it's learning from the mistakes, but it's also looking back at the milestones and, and the past successes. Uh, so what's another value of looking at the past? I think perspective. I, oh, I, yeah. I yeah, know that is something I carry with me because I know what it's like to be in a moment and it just feels like their whole world is that moment yeah. and it feels impossible. 
Um, but I know for me, if I look back and I see that history with God and I see, I even think practically, I think about a baby who's learning to walk, um, in that moment, they're getting, they're trying, they're falling, they're trying, they're falling. And they don't just say, well, I guess I'll never walk. Mm -hmm. They keep at it and eventually they learn to walk and run and do, you know, all the things. And so I have to remember that, that, um, there, there is such power in today's movement, uh, in today's moment, uh, that there is a perspective there. I can look back and say, okay, I learned to walk. I learned to run. I might be crawling right now, but if I keep that forward momentum, I have the perspective to know that I'm going to get out of this moment. So looking at the past helps you to see how far you progressed. Yeah. And I also think it's a really powerful tooling with other people when they're in that moment and they feel so stuck. I can kind of look at their life and say, hey, remember when you were dealing with this and then remember how you overcame it and mm -hmm. kind of giving other people that perspective and saying, I know this is hard. I see where you're at right now, but I have, I have hope because of I've seen where you've come from that you're going to get through this as well. Yeah, that's a great point. We kind of look, looked at how looking at the past helps us, but really your past can help someone else, mm -hmm. yeah. right? It can give them hope. It can encourage them to say, look, you see where I'm at right now, mm -hmm. but this is who I was, yeah. and this is what God has done in my life. I know that you talk about that a lot when you preach and when you even talk to people one-on-one, -on -one, yeah. to say, yeah, you see me now. <laughs> yeah, You see what I'm doing now, but you don't know who I was. Yeah. You don't know where I came from. And so when you let people in on your past, it is really a great catalyst to establish faith within people as well. I love in Psalm 77 where it says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. And then it says, and I will remember your works of old. So it's even learning from other people's experience. Yeah. And I do like to share about my past, not to glorify the negative, but to show what God has done and what God can do in the life of someone else. But I love looking at what other people have overcome as well. I mean, even we can go to the word of God and say, Lord, look how you worked with Moses. Look mm -hmm. how you worked with this one or that one. And uh, Lord, if you can do that, that in their life. I love the story of um, Paul, who was formerly Saul, and look what he did. He was out to murder Christians, and then he's called uh, to preach to the Gentiles after an encounter with God, and those are the ones he hated was the Gentiles and, and anybody who didn't agree with religion. And I thought, look what God did. And so even when I face a situation, maybe with a challenging individual, or I listen to the news or something, I go, God, there's a lot of Saul's that can become Paul's. Yep. And so I look at his wonders of old and I can get excited about what God could do with that person. And so I just stop at today, at this moment, I stop and I say, Lord, I just pray that they would have an encounter with you. It doesn't matter where they're at today. It doesn't matter what they're doing. It doesn't matter if they're saved or unsaved. The fact is you can move in their life. That Saul can become a Paul. When we started this podcast, we were going to talk about the value of today. Mm -hmm. I think it's turning more into the value <laughs> of the past the present, and the future? Well, I think one thing about today that's so powerful, I can choose if I'm going to love life or not, mm -hmm. if I'm going to enjoy today or not. And yeah, in if a you sense live in the past or you're always living in the future, yeah. it really affects your moment, your, yeah, your present. That's right. And so when I look at the present, 
I can look and say, my goodness, am I going to complain or am I going to be thankful? Am I going to live my life taking and getting something that benefits me and it's all about what I want? Or am I going to take today to contribute? Because what I do today and the decisions I make and the attitudes I have today literally shape what my tomorrow is going to look like. Mm -hmm. And But going back to the past is I can choose to be thankful today because of what God has done in the past. Uh, I can look at and say, I remember the times when I was so focused on my need that it sabotaged me. So Lord, I'm going to focus today on giving. I'm going to focus on being generous today because I recognize how that positions me. So I value the past as a learning experience, not living in the good old days. And I've had some good old days. I had some bad old days, but I've had some good old days that I go, oh, I remember this was so wonderful. And, and I don't want to camp on even the good of the past or the bad of the past because there's no power in the past, except for me to learn from it. And so it's what I do today that really is my place of power. And it's what, where I position myself and God that allows me to receive from him today, because the revelation of today is what gives me power for my tomorrow. I was thinking about either the past can empower us or disempower us, but it comes back to how we view our past. Yes. So how we perceive our past is going to determine if it empowers us or disempowers us. And so that's why it's so important to look at the past through the lens Mm -hmm. of what Christ has done or can do. Because I, I think, I think it's in Hebrews where it talked about, or Sarah was a was a person of faith, but if you look at if you look <laughs> at it, she laughed when God said, "Oh, you're going to have a child." You know, she 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 couldn't even believe it, and now she's known as a you know a person of faith, a pillar of faith, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I'm convinced of is I only have the grace for today. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so if I just feed on the past, that was yesterday's grace. Mm-hmm. And But today is my day where his favor, his ability, his anointing is. Like right now, this moment, mm-hmm. you know, we could, okay, I worked so hard and I, you know, thought of what I could talk about on this topic, but it really means very little. It was a place of preparation, but it's his grace that either empowers it. If I lean on my ability, it will probably not turn out very good, but it's by his grace at this very moment that gives me the ability to be the best version of myself and to represent him well, because today is the day of grace. Because if we look at our future, why do we worry? We worry about the future because we don't have grace for tomorrow because we're not there yet. Mm -hmm. Today is our day of grace. So let's make the most of his present grace in our life, because right now is when we have it. So even though our God exists outside of time, he gives us grace for this moment in time. Yeah, I love that. I live off of that, that all I have is today's grace and that I have today's grace. Mm -hmm. And I just look at scripture after scripture. He says, um, when you pray, pray, give us this day our daily bread. He says, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. He says that I am your ever present help in time of need. There's just scripture after scripture after scripture that reminds us that yes, 
yes, he's the God of the past. He's the God of the future, but he is the God of today, of right now. And if I can cling to that grace that he's given me for today, what, you know, what can we do together? What can I overcome? What can, um, can I produce all of these things? There, it, it makes today a real gift. It makes today a treasure, not just something to endure uh, and get through, but what can I do with you today? Because you have given me the grace, that empowerment to do today. And so I just really, I live off of that. Uh, in Second Corinthians, it talks about now is our time of favor. Today mm-hmm. is our day of salvation. It's good. So it's like, I can have what is salvation. It's more than just being saved from hell and living for all eternity. I might need to be saved today from maybe a thought or an attitude or whatever it might be. Today is a day where I get to work out my salvation. Yes. It's, it's, and it's his today. mercies are new every, every morning. morning. <laughs> so when I get it wrong, I can cling to his mercy. Yeah. I can run before the throne yeah. of grace and obtain mercy and help in time of need. So he is ever present. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Jesus, he's ever present making intercession for us. There's so much that he says about our today. And it just makes me look at it as as a real gift and as a real opportunity. Yeah, if I could, if I had the power to go back and change my past, I would, but I don't have the power to do that. Yeah. So the fact is, I've just got to learn from it. I got to uh, recognize that that was when there was no grace in my life. I wasn't a child of God or whatever it might be. The fact is, there is no power to change the past, yeah. but we sure do have the ability to have salvation today. Yeah. Yeah. And I even look at some, we talk so much about, you know, plans and future and those things are good. But I think, you know, if I sat down and made a five-year plan and never did step one, never did today's work, then that plan was useless. (laughs) So it's so important. What am I doing with today? It was a dream, not a plan. Yeah. There you you go. (laughs) Um, Which I'm not a big five-year plan person. (laughs) Maybe that's something I need to work on, but I just so value today and what we're doing, what the opportunity that we have. Um, I even remember a story. This goes back to, does any of you remember the show, Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I was catching up on this show a couple years ago. <laughs> I know it was just like a weird, easy to watch, no drama show. <laughs> but um, but I there was one moment in the show that really made an impact on me. And it was the little boy came up to Dr. Quinn and he says, you know, mama, uh, so-and-so told me if I plant this acorn that it's going to grow really big and tall like that oak tree in the middle of town. And then his brother goes, well, that'll take a hundred years. Uh, you know, just don't, don't worry about that. Just throw it to the side. And, and Dr. Quinn got down and kind of looked at him in his eyes. And he said, she said, Today you hold a hundred years in your hand. Mm. You must plant it. And that so impacted me because I thought, you know, sometimes we get so wrapped up in wow. the, the big perspective of things. But her looking at him and saying, Today you hold a hundred years in your hands. You must plant it. If he never would have planted the seed, there never would have been that hundred year return. So it just makes me think, what do I have today and what am I doing with it? Yeah, if you think about it, the benefits of managing or starting today literally has the ability to not just honor God today, but impact generations to come. Yeah, yeah. It's really powerful. Daily decisions are huge. As we were talking, I was processing through some thoughts, but 
I was thinking about how the past will disempower us through shame. Mm-hmm. And the future will disempower us through worry. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I've learned over time is I will not process through something that I have no power to make a decision on. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of things that we worry about might mm-hmm. never come in, yeah. might never happen, right? Mm-hmm. So I've made a choice. I'll look and say, can I actually make a decision right now? If the answer is no, I give it no other thought. Mm -hmm. And that really puts power back into my court. Mm -hmm. So if something does happen, then I will make a decision. Mm -hmm. Then I have the grace for that moment. But if I think about something that I actually have no power to even do anything about, it just produces torment. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of made a similar decision in my life that I don't have what if thoughts. Yeah. I just really, if if that if my thought starts with what if, um, because I have lived through anxiety and fear and worry and all those things, I just made a decision. What if thoughts don't lead me in a good direction, and so I'm going to stop them in their tracks and just not go there. Because you're right, we don't we we're going to spend our emotional energies trying to figure out something that I don't have the power, you know, to to project into the future or see that, and so it's just not worth it. I've come to realize that what ifs are really the language of the enemy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because why would the Holy Spirit ever say, (laughs) what if this happened? Yeah. He already knows. He already knows. Yeah. He knows the future. Mm -hmm. So the enemy or the Holy Spirit does not lead us in what ifs. Mm -hmm. Actually, in scripture, it talks about, oh, this will happen and this will happen and this will happen. And (laughs) those things aren't good things. But he always says that in me, you will have peace. So I, I, I just feel like if we're consumed by what ifs, it's really the language of fear yeah. and it's the language of the enemy. Yeah. So we should just not really feed on those thoughts whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And how freeing that is. Yeah, for sure. And as you shared, his mercies are new every morning. Mm-hmm. And every day, I, I, I picture myself with this water bottle and I only have so much emotional energies. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what am I going to invest my emotional energies in. And if it's worry or fear or, uh, oh, you did that stupid thing last week. Why did you do that? And you beat yourself up for a mistake you made. Or, you know, you worry about the future. Both of those are wasting my emotional energies. And so I've just got to say, okay, right now today, I'm going to write in my little figurative book, uh, my story, and say, what can I write in this book? How can I expend my emotional energies that are going to produce something positive in me uh, or through me in this season? And it's like, if if I will make an investment today, then I'm laying, I'm planting that acorn, mm-hmm. right? I love that story so much because what I do today can be planting. Because see, that I think it's really important, and we've talked about it in other episodes about not living a life that's all about me. Mm-hmm. And we will plant those acorns or those <laughs> those seeds for yeah. future generations if it's not all about what's going to benefit me now, mm-hmm. but. If I invest them, it's going to invest into them. It's going to impact generations to come. And guess what? When it's all said and done, there's going to be a reward that my God gives me because I was willing to plant that seed today. 
And so we have the emotional energy to do it. You know, somebody might listen to this podcast five years from now and it touched their life. Well, that was worth planting the seed today. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's again, just asking, what am I going to do with my today? Um, and even I think about, you know, resolutions where um, <laughs> we love a, a good New Year's resolution. Um, but if we made a resolution every day, the type of person we were going to be, the decisions we were going to make. And I am so guilty of the resolution where, you know, it hits Wednesday and I slip up one time, I eat a piece of candy and then I'm like, well, we'll start again on Monday. <laughs> I, I, don't I, know. Tell, I tell my wife, I say, we start every day with good intentions. <laughs> <laughs> And we, we all do it. But I think, you know, why do I do that? Why do I eat a piece of candy and I have to wait until Monday? I still have today. Like, I still can nope, make a good choice. No, that one candy ruins it for know, the day. I know. It's like, that's it. The goal doesn't, the goals only begin that on That one Mondays. candy has opened the door to pizza and subs. <laughs> oh, exactly. I mean, and that's what I would do. I'm like, well, I already ate a bite. Might as well eat Might the whole well thing. <laughs> yeah. So... I don't know why our brains work that way or my brain works that way, but recognizing, hey, I still have this moment. That one is gone, but I still have this moment. What am I going to do with it? So we talked about the past a lot. Let's kind of put our attention towards the future. I was thinking of in Scripture where it talks about without vision, the people perish. Cast off restraint. Yes. And so you want to, you want to preach it because I was going to say it and then you just started, you know, I mean, you can. I I like that scripture. That was a good one. (laughs) Well, that vision is in there that that word doesn't mean five-year plan. Mm. It's talking about divine inspiration Mm. or prophetic utterance. So people without divine inspiration will cast off restraint or will perish. And so it's really interesting that if you don't have a vision for the future, you won't put boundaries around your life now. That's good. That's good. And so when you have that divine inspiration, you know what your yes is, so you can easily say no to other things. And so that's why vision is so important in our life, because if we don't, we just live loose and free, which can at times bring destruction bring perishing. Mm-hmm. We and we were created to dream. Yeah. We were created to have vision and to have purpose and uh to store today so those things can come to pass. And and so I do I do agree completely because without a vision, we live for the moment. Mm-hmm. And um I don't want to just live for what satisfies me now. I want to live for something that is much greater than me. And that's the kingdom, and that's the king of the kingdom, and it's what he's called me to do personally and called us to do. And actually, that's kind of like the pioneer, the entrepreneur. I mean, you'll never pioneer something new. You'll never be an entrepreneur of a, of a company or whatever if you don't have a vision of what can be. And I believe that comes from having a heart that is very solution-driven because the world is facing a lot of things and he is raising up his people to be solution bringers within society. And so he'll give you a solution and say, okay, today, start working on that because that has the ability to change the lives for generations to come. And I think that's important because the world is hungry for solutions 
People are hungry for answers. And uh, when God, when we hear the voice of the Lord and we respond to him, then we have the ability to bring those things to the table. So we have to have vision. We have to begin to see that what we do today is going to produce something tomorrow. Why would I work all day long today to produce something if it isn't going to have any impact tomorrow? So there is a reason for my focus determination. There is a reason to, you know, start right away that... I don't want to use the word diet. We shouldn't be on diets, you know, to not eat any more of that candy or whatever it might be. But there there has to be a benefit for tomorrow because if it's only for today, today only lasts a few hours. So there has to be something beyond today and that is the future. I think that can be vision, but I think a lot of times it looks like hope. I think if if we don't have hope for the future, then it is hard to take care of today because we're just trying to survive because mm-hmm. we really don't have a hope um, for what's to come. And a lot of times if we don't see the value in ourselves today, then I'm not going to take care of myself because I don't have, I don't, I don't have a vision for myself or I don't have a value for myself. And so why, why? So I'm just trying to get through today to mm-hmm. get to tomorrow, to get to the next day, to get to the next day, because I don't have hope for the future. And something God's just been speaking um, to me, I just feel like as a, a real prophetic word right now is um, that, and, and uh, in Jeremiah 31, the Lord just brought this scripture, but uh, it says, there is hope for your future, says the Lord. Mm-hmm. And we have a hope and a future. Uh, yes, there is much value in today uh, because there is much value in tomorrow. There's much value in the next day. Uh, so there is hope and there is future. And so every person, as they begin to see their own value and their own worth, uh, they'll begin to have a hope for the future and those visions and those dreams and those aspirations start to stir up because they actually see that there's a value in living every single day. And that vision literally causes us to sacrifice today for tomorrow. And so I'll serve, I'll invest, I'll stay up late, I'll I'll do whatever it takes to today if, I love how you said it, it's really a hope, an expectation for good Mm -hmm. for what can happen tomorrow and the days and the weeks uh, that are before us, that I love that illustration, you know, planting that oak seed. Yeah. And it might take a while. Mm-hmm. So, because isn't it true sometimes we really labor and we sacrifice today and when it doesn't spring up and produce the fruit tomorrow, well, that wasn't worth it and we give up our hope, yeah. right? But if we really have hope in the power of what's inside that seed, you know, it might happen in our lifetime, it might not happen in our mm-hmm. lifetime, but it will happen because yeah. we're investing it into a promise of the Father. And maybe you guys can speak into this, but I was wondering, is there a danger trying to l- live in the future but not addressing your present moment? Like trying to live from, trying, basically not living in reality. Right? So what mm. is there a danger of always being in the future and not being aware or even 
addressing some issues in the moment. It's like, it's kind of like where people talk about faith. It's like they just deny their present reality. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that's really scriptural yeah, right. because, you know, Paul was always like, I've experienced this, this, and this, but I think that's faith. It's saying, yeah. yes, this is a reality, but this is what God wants to do. And this is his plan. So is there kind of a danger to just try to live your life solely in the future, which is kind of impossible are, are you guys kind of understanding mm-hmm. yeah. the question? Yeah. I think you kind of brought up two different aspects because the first aspect is I'm living in the future often to escape the present. Yeah. And I'm not dealing with the saboteurs that mm-hmm. would hinder my future. So I think... Because you won't get to the future until you deal with the moment, the present, yeah, right? Yeah, especially if it's things that can sabotage you. So either we're planting that beautiful acorn because it has so much potential and there's a purity of, of, uh, of, of that seed to produce that future oak tree, or we're putting in a rock thinking it's going to produce <laughs> an oak tree, but it's been sabotaged, or maybe that acorn was somehow damaged or whatever, and we need to make sure that we're planting the right thing. And uh, and I think that's really a good statement or a good question, Joel, because we have to look at today and say, when God reveals, I, I, I don't like the word about, I don't like introspection, you know, where we just so focus on us inside. But I love self-awareness. And... Meaning you're not ignorant of what's going on inside of you. And so when I am aware that there is a saboteur, I need to first deal with that inside of me or I'll taint the seeds that I plant today. Because I look back in my life when I was consumed with shame, which was a false identity, and I was consumed with fear, which was a false reality. It also affected my actions. And my actions were false because they came out of a faulty way of thinking. And I struggled why I didn't see the vision I had fulfill. There was always something to sabotage that vision. And so I had to get rid, I want to say like it was an easy thing. You know, I had a process of allowing the spirit of God to deal with my shame, to deal with my fear, to deal with my self-protective control. And it was amazing when I dealt with those saboteurs and I really got delivered and I got freed from those things. Wow, vision began to come to pass and it didn't feel like I was planting many seeds. And it was like suddenly things began to open up and doors began to open up and when I say suddenly, like over a, a period yeah. of time, it's like things began to change because the way I thought began to change and the way I faced situations and the reason why I planted seeds. I was doing things because I needed something to happen to make me feel better about myself. But when I knew my value and I knew my worth and I was just doing what God called me to do. And there was no personal agenda. My personal agenda to try to get rid of the shame or the fear was sabotaging the works that I was doing. And so I just love the way you brought that up, Joel, because it's so true. If there is something inside of us, Mm -hmm. I think the agenda of today is to inquire the Lord and to go both before the Lord and uh, allow him to bring healing or or to go to individuals that can help us process through. It's not always doing things for the future. It's dealing with who I am today so that I can plant the seeds 
that will bring a future harvest. And the fact is, I don't have to worry about the future because if I plant good seeds today, it's going to be made manifested in the future. So the future isn't used to escape your reality. No. And that's to empower it, right? It's to uh, make you think that I'm doing this so that it has an effect later on. Mm -hmm. Like I was thinking about seeds and I was thinking like when you said about the oak tree, when you plant that, you're not checking up on that all the time, right? <laughs> okay. You just let it do it. You let it do its thing. Mm-hmm. But then, if you're in a garden, right, mm-hmm. you're tending to that all the time. So you got to understand that there's different types of seeds that yeah. we plant. Very that true. sometimes you just got to let it go, you know, and just l- allow time uh, to cause that to grow. And sometimes you're picking the weeds and you're you're uh, watering and you're giving it the nutrition that it needs. So you got to understand each seed that we sow is a little different and and knowing that is important. And also you have to be mindful of the crop that you want. So if I want beans, I'm going to plant bean seeds. Mm -hmm. And so if you've got a big vision for the future, it's very important that you know what seeds you're planting today um, Mm -hmm. because that's the harvest. It starts with what you're planting today, but you, you need to know what the goal is in order to know what to do with today. Yeah, that's good. I also think with the future, you know, if you can't you can't build the roof before you've built the foundation. Mm-hmm. And so it does matter what comes first, what comes today. So if I'm so looking to the big castle that I that's gonna come, but I'm not worried about today, uh the the foundation that I'm building, I'm setting myself up for failure. So kind of like what we started out talking about, that today is really where your power resides. Yeah. What you're going to do. I I think of Joseph. God gave him a dream. (laughs) He, he, I mean, he had a big dream. Which helped him get through a lot of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) The dream helped him get through a lot of stuff. But you know what? He had to go through all that stuff to be made into the man that could store that dream. So instead of retaliating against his brothers, he forgave them because God built the man. And so what I deal with every day and what I stored with every day builds me Mm -hmm. so that the dream God put inside of me, I can one day see manifested, whether it's in my life, which I've seen him do exceedingly abundantly above all I could ask, think, dream, or imagine. I, I mean, I just think about it now, and it, and you, I just want to cry when I think about what God has done. And but I also see it in my kids. I mean, here Joel is. I wasn't the perfect mother, you know, in so many ways. And here uh, I see Joel bring such wisdom to the table, and it just blesses me so much. And and I'm seeing it even in my grandchildren as they get older, and and the way they function, and the gifts that they carry, and the wisdom that they're walking. In and, and those things, um, I go, my goodness, Joseph, all of that took place to preserve a posterity. Yes, it benefited him. Yes, he saw vision come to pass. Yes, he saw what God put inside of him being made manifested, but he also knew that he was preserving a posterity for generations to come. Mm-hmm. And so everything that we do now, I believe we will benefit from obedience to the Lord. And I believe we do have a future and we do have a hope and we will see him do amazing things in our life. But we also recognize that everything that we do today is going to impact 
even people we don't even yet know. And I look at it and uh, I, I was really struggling with a sickness and I was feeding on Kenneth Hagin's healing scriptures. Mm-hmm. And he he died many years ago mm-hmm. and I'm still listening to his voice, yeah. which carries an anointing and carries a grace for healing. You know, that... What he did had benefits then in his lifetime, but it's still benefiting, you know, thousands and thousands of people today. Really, a future is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And when I give my best today, it literally allows the future to be made manifested. Yeah. 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 I was also just thinking about, you know, past, present, and future. And one thing about the past is, if you have a past, that means that you are you have lived. You're still living, <laughs> um, and I think that's really crucial is to recognize that every moment uh, that you are living and choosing to live, and sometimes that can be you know you are choosing to live, and sometimes that can that can be a more uh, internal choice of am I just going to survive? Am I just going to gro- you know grovel and grumble my way through this day? Or am I going to make a choice to live this day? And what am I going to do with this day, uh, this moment? And just I think that's just important when we're talking about this is we have to choose to live. We have to choose the quality of what that life is going to look like um, and, and choose to see future and hope and that uh, it is good because he said that it was good. Um, I am getting older, uh, which it's hard to admit sometimes, but you're like uh, 47 now. I'm 47 now. Yeah. And Joel is 41. We're going to be, so I was really young, but, um, uh, honestly, you know, I look in the mirror and I hate to see wrinkles. I mean, I just hate seeing wrinkles, but now I'm looking in the mirror and saying, I have lived and loved, and I celebrate what God's done in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking at those almost as uh, like memorials of where I was, where I'm at, and where I yet can be, mm-hmm. because I look younger today than I will 10 years from now, all right? It's it's not going to get better externally. And so uh, it's just, I'm going to celebrate where I'm at today. But what's really powerful, I want to also live my life beyond just the future of this earth, mm-hmm. but in light of all eternity. Yeah, And there's going to come a day when I stand not just before the judgment seat of Christ, but I'm actually in the presence of my father. Yeah. And, you know, I, I want to cry now because for many, many years, cause I didn't have a dad. So I always searched to have a dad. And of course there's no human being that can replace a natural father. And I don't even remember my natural father, but God, the father has become my father, not just, theologically or spiritually, but in my relationship and encounter with him and everything inside of me wants to hear on that day. I want to hear my father say, Melody, you did good. Mm -hmm. And so I want to give my best today because there will be a day when I really do uh, get in the tangible, physical presence. I don't know what it's going to be like, a new glorified body. I'm going to stand before my father and I want him to say that. 
that that would be the greatest reward of my whole entire life. And so that's really in the future. Yeah. But really, in the father's eyes, he exists outside mm -hmm. of time. So that is now for him. Yeah. Like right now, what I do today, he's going, yay, yay, Katie, <laughs> look what you're doing today. I'm so proud of you. That's so awesome. And he's doing that like right now. Yeah. And that that is really, really beautiful. And even though we might not see it physically or tangibly, that is taking place because mm -hmm. he's already in our future. And so when I give my best today, he already knows what that's going to carry. Yeah. And if I really trust him, I can just rest in that and enjoy that no matter what age I am. Yeah, that's really We kind of separated all three, but they're really all intertwined. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I mean, we are a product of our past. <laughs> you know, uh, what we do today affects our future. Mm -hmm. How we see the future, you know, it's all intertwined. Mm -hmm. And so valuing each one is really important. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else to add? Well, there's always things to add, but <laughs> do we need? <laughs> Maybe those can be other uh, podcasts, I guess. I can, I can close with one scripture in Psalms 102.18. This shall be written for a future generation to come, and the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to Life Exchange. We'll be back next week with more conversation on topics of life and leadership. Until next time, be sure to check out our website at givinglight.org, where you can learn more about our church and access loads of resources to help you grow in your walk with God and people. If you like what you heard today, we'd be grateful if you leave a five-star review and share with your friends. Be blessed. Remember to shine your light and have a great week. Thank you.